Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Years ago, I was in Israel with uh, a group from this church, and it was such an exciting time. Uh, We were visiting the Holy Land, and uh, it was not my first trip, and so I pretty much knew what to expect. But uh, to my surprise, God had a special blessing in store for me. And it all uh, took place at the Jordan River. Uh, we, had, uh, we had met there at the Jordan River, and it was not just our group, but uh, probably a dozen groups were there. And we met there at the Jordan River to baptize And I'll just have to tell you, it's part of a tradition. When you go to Israel, you get baptized in the Jordan River. You get baptized where Jesus got baptized. You get baptized where the disciples got baptized. And those of you who have ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's pretty special, isn't it? Hold your hand up if you've ever been baptized in the Jordan River. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I I see people back here. Yeah, I mean, that is is so neat. It is so special. And... uh, so we, we met there to baptize. Now, I was baptized in the Jordan River the first time I went to Israel. But this time, as our group went, I was the one actually doing the baptizing. And that was special because I thought about John the Baptist uh, uh, baptizing. And I'm out in the water and, and people were coming out to me one by one. And, and I was baptizing them in the Jordan River. And it was, uh, it was just a, a great experience. I really do encourage you. If you ever get a chance to go to Israel, uh, don't bypass this. Uh, uh, get baptized in the Jordan River. You will never, ever, ever forget it. But here's the thing. It's not real baptism. It's not the real thing. It, it's kind of a commemoration of baptism. When you get baptized there in the Jordan River, uh, as we did, it was a a commemoration, a remembrance of the fact that Jesus was baptized there and and of your baptism. And it's kind of like celebrating baptism at the place where it all began. And it's it's a pretty neat thing. And so we were doing it and I was baptizing. I was baptizing people in the Jordan River that I'd baptized uh, uh, here in Wakulla County. And boy, it was just so, so wonderful. And then when I baptized the last person, everybody was walking out of the water and I was standing there in the water. I heard a man, uh, man's voice from the crowd and they shouted, are you a pastor? And I said, yes. He said, can you help me? I said, perhaps. And he said, we have a young lady in our group And we have led her to the Lord. She has repented of her sins. She has invited Jesus to come into her heart. 
and she's had a salvation experience, she needs to be baptized. And we don't have a pastor in our group. Would you baptize her? I said, yes. Send her on out. And I got to tell you, as she was coming out in the water, I was thinking, now what we had done was special. But I was thinking, this is the real thing. This is real baptism. I'm about to baptize a young lady into the family of faith, into the kingdom of God. I'm about to baptize her, and it will be real genuine baptism in the Jordan River. And I stood there before that crowd. Some of you were there. I'm looking at some faces that were on the bank that day. And I remember holding my hand up as I usually do. And I said in obedience to the commands of our Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you my new sister. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. And in the name of the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism. Raised in the likeness of Christ. To walk in newness of life. When she came up out of that water she looked like an angel. And I want to tell you, when, when she did, she just turned around and she wrapped her arms around me. And, and, and I remember she whispered in my ear and she said, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then she let go and she hurried off and joined her group and they were off and gone. But I have to tell you, that just, there was just something about that experience. I couldn't get it out of my brain. It was so awesome. Well, three days later, we were in Jerusalem. We were at the Wailing Wall. And, and if you've ever been to the Wailing Wall, thousands of people are there at the Wailing Wall. It was, it was a, uh, just to be there. And I'm just kind of walking around wide-eyed, even though it was my second trip. And I noticed something way in the distance. I saw somebody running, and they were running toward us. And I didn't pay much attention, but then I kept watching, and, and they got, just kept running straight at us. And, and it unnerved me a little bit because you hear about some crazy things going on in Israel. And, and, then, and then I realized it was a woman and then she got closer and closer and then finally she just ran and just jumped into my arms. And she threw her arms around me. Now you would think, because I'm telling you the story, that I would have connected the dots, but I didn't. I thought, who in the world? Maybe this is somebody I know. Maybe we've run into somebody that I used to be their pastor. And finally, when I pulled her off of me, I looked at her and I said, who are you? And she said, I'm the woman you baptized three days ago in the Jordan River. And she said, I want to say it one more time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, friends. I I tell you this morning, she had the joy of the Lord on her. She was excited. She was overflowing uh, with the presence of the Lord. She was glowing. I I think of that scripture, joy unspeakable and full of glory. One passage of scripture says, wouldn't you like to have joy unspeakable and full of glory? She had it. And by the way, why wouldn't she have it? She's in the Holy Land. She has put her faith and trust in the one Lord and Savior for all mankind in Jesus Christ who said He was the only way, the only truth, and the only life for us. She had put her faith in Him. And then she had publicly been baptized before a crowd of people proclaiming her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why wouldn't she be glowing? Why wouldn't she be excited? 
Now, I want to explain something to you that sometimes people don't quite understand. And that is that when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ in salvation, it is a personal thing. It is a private thing. It is an intimate connection between you and the Lord and Savior Himself. When you are saved, it is personal. It is private. It is special. No one else can do it for you. No one else can take your place. You have to connect with Him individually and personally. But I want to tell you, Jesus taught in the New Testament that once you have had that personal and intimate experience of salvation, you have to tell the world. It begins being private and personal, but then it becomes public. You have to tell the whole world. Here's what the Scripture says. Matthew 10, 32 and 33 says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. You you see, Jesus is saying, it's personal, it's private. And when people tell me, my my relationship with the Lord is personal and private, I say, yes, it is. But if you're going to obey God, you have to take it to a public forum. You have to tell everybody. You can't be ashamed of Him. And and that's where baptism comes in. The first major step of obedience, once you have trusted Jesus as Lord and Savior, is baptism. Because that is a public declaration to the world that you have trusted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. That's the reason Jesus said to the disciples when He sent them out in the Great Commission, He said, go out and make disciples. Very next word He says, baptizing them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So so you see, that's what we do. When we trust Christ, we immediately follow the Lord in baptism to declare our faith in Him. It's an open and public thing. (coughs) Excuse me. Rick Warren, uh, pastor in California City, had a little boy walk up to him one day. And the little boy said to him, Thank you, brother. the little boy said to Pastor Rick Warren he said when can I get advertised he he got his words confused he meant to say when can I get baptized but he said when can I get advertised he used the wrong word but he got the right meaning The right meaning is that you advertise, you proclaim, you declare it to the world. I've trusted Jesus. I'm unashamed of what He's done for me. He's my Lord and He's my Savior. Now, I want to take just a few moments this morning. And I know preachers don't usually mean that when they say it, but but this morning I actually mean it. And so I want to take a few moments and make sure you understand the meaning of baptism. I, I want you to know what it means. I did hear about a little Sunday school class. A teacher asked her little girl's class. She said, uh, does anybody understand what baptism is all about and can you explain it? One little girl said, I can. And she said, okay, tell the class. And the little girl said, it's when the preacher holds you under water and you think about Jesus. <laughs> well, that's not wrong, but there's a, but there's a lot more to it than that. I I did. I'm not making this up. I had a man tell me one time, I was witnessing to him, and he said, I got saved one time. I was on the streets of Bainbridge when I was witnessing to him. He said, I got saved one time. He said, and I got baptized. 
So help me, I'm not making this up. He said, in fact, I wish the preacher had drowned me that day when he held me underwater. He said, because I've been backsliding ever since. He said, uh, he said I got baptized, and he said, it's just been bad. And I said, well, man, you need to go back to the salvation experience, because if you really got saved, God would be doing something in your life right now. And so, uh, but what does baptism mean? If somebody were to ask you, what is the meaning of baptism? I'm going to give you three things, and by the way, I don't normally do this on Sunday morning, but you will be quizzed at the end of this message. Okay? You're going to be quizzed. I'm going to ask you, and we're going to have a little test uh, to see if you're actually listening. And so, uh, meaning of baptism. Here we go. Three meanings of baptism right out of the New Testament. The first one is sins washed away. Sins washed away. Acts 22.16 says, And now why are you waiting? This was Ananias talking to the Apostle Paul when he got saved. And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. See, one of the meanings of baptism is when we lower people down on the water, it symbolizes their sins actually being washed away. What are you waiting for? Have your sins washed away. Coburn, Chuck Coburn, excuse me for calling, I always just call him Coburn. Pastor Chuck Coburn uh, was with me one day. I won't tell you the whole story. When a guy told us, he said there was a little pond close to the house where he grew up. He said all the churches in the area used to baptize right in that little pond. And he said, you know, he said, my mama never would let me swim in that pond. She said too many sins had been washed in that, <laughs> in that pond. And uh, said she wouldn't, she wouldn't let me swim there. Friends, when you get baptized, you are proclaiming to the world that your sins have been washed away through Jesus Christ, the Savior. That's what you're telling the world. Please listen to what I'm about to say. If you do not believe that all of your sins have been washed away, don't get baptized today. Because you don't understand baptism. But if you believe in your heart that you have repented of your sins, you've trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and through the blood of the everlasting covenant, He has washed every sin away. If you believe that all of your sins have been washed through Jesus, then you want to get baptized today. Because that shouts to the world that He has cleansed your heart and cleansed your soul. Alright, so if I'm going to give you a quiz at the end of this message, I need to help you out. So, Here's what we're going to do. I'll help you. I'll give you some some symbols uh, to help you out. When I I do this, think about somebody being under the water and all their sins just being washed away. And so, say with me, sins washed away. All right, say it like you mean it now. That's right. Okay. So, when we lower somebody under the water, sins washed away. Now, the second thing that we learn about baptism in the New Testament is that it means we have been raised from the dead. Raised from the dead. Romans 6, 4, and 5 says, We were buried therefore with Him by baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with Him in death, Like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. 
See, baptism says, when I bring somebody up out of the water, I'm saying, they're saying, that's, uh, this is the announcement. I've been raised from the dead. I was dead in trespasses. I was dead in sins. I was dead. But now I've been raised from the dead. I have people say to me sometimes, Pastor, I just feel like I'm dying. Well, would you like to feel like you're being raised from the dead? Because that's what Jesus can do for you. Jesus can make you feel like you're being raised from the dead. You were dead, but now you've been made alive in Christ Jesus. He's given you a new heart. He's given you a new spirit. He's made you a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Alright? Symbolism. First one means... Uh-huh, some of you failed the test already. Some of you couldn't even remember from one point. Sins washed away. All right, here. Sins washed away. And then when I bring them up out of the water, raised from the dead. Together. Sins washed away. Raised from the dead. That's okay. We've got two meanings now. I know you feel like you're in the third grade right now, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm believing with all my heart that if somebody walks up to you this afternoon after this baptism and says, I don't understand baptism, you'll be able to tell them exactly what baptism means. Here's the next one. A clear conscience. I love this. 1 Peter 3.21 says, There is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, that, there's one little word that helps us understand this verse. There's also an antitype. That means a symbol, a figure, a counterpart. Uh, there's a sign when it says there's also an antitype which now saves us. And then he says, baptism. In other words, baptism is a symbol, it's a figure, it's a sign, it's a proclamation, it's an announcement. It's not that going down in the water... By the way, if you haven't been saved, if Jesus hasn't saved you, you can go through this baptistry a dozen times and it won't make any difference. Baptism, not just going down in the water, that won't save you. But if baptism becomes a symbol, a figure, an announcement to the world of something that has happened in your heart, then baptism is an awesome thing. But, but notice this. It says, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You, you, see, you see, friends, when you get baptized, your sins are washed away. You are raised from the dead. But it also gives you a clear conscience. It, because you've received Christ, you've obeyed Him, you've been baptized, there's something, there's a connection between baptism and a clear conscience. Your conscience is clear. Your conscience is clean. I, I shared this years ago in our church, and I won't do all of it, but um, many years ago I'd heard about a conscience fund that the United States government has. And it's a crazy thing. You may not believe this, but go home and look it up. Did you know that the United States government has a conscience fund? And what that means is if you've cheated on your income tax or you've cheated the government or you stole a pen from a government office and your conscience is bothering you, that you can send them an anonymous donation to clear your conscience. They call it a conscience fund. 
I, I didn't believe it, so I called Washington. I'm pretty persistent. It took me a couple of hours to do it. And I finally got a Dolores Austin on the phone. I still have her phone number in my notes. She's a bookkeeper, and she explained the fun. It all began in 1811 when a man from New York sent in $6 and a note that said, I'm suffering the most painful pangs of conscience. And so they didn't know what to do with it, so they started a conscience fund. Uh, the most that's ever been given in one year, or at least up to that point, I don't know, I haven't checked it recently, was $370,285. The largest single contribution was $14,250. One person said, please, she actually was reading notes to me that people had given to her, and I was writing them down. One said, please accept this check for $1,500. I'm winding up my account, and I feel that I owe this much to the government. By the way, it's been a long time since I've talked to somebody who feels like they're not paying the government enough. <laughs> but anyway, these people felt like they needed their conscience relieved. Uh, somebody wrote a note and sent a contribution and says, I'll sleep better now. One said, I want to have a clear conscience. Uh, this is an overactive conscience. One person wrote on a note, uh, I'm sending this money because I'd hate to burn in hell for a couple of bucks. Wow. The one I like best is this one. I can't sleep. My conscience is bothering me. And closed, find a check for $50. If I still can't sleep, I'll send you the balance. Now, friends, what I want to say to you this morning, if you have wronged somebody, go make it right. Restitution will help you. If you've cheated somebody, then restore it. If you've cheated the government, restore it. But if you want to know how to have a clear conscience, meet the Lord of glory. Meet Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Have the blood of the everlasting covenant to sweep over your soul. Have your sins washed away. Raised from the dead where He gives you a clear conscience to serve the living God. Oh, that'll, that clears everything out. All right. Let me give you the last one first, and then we're going to take the test. And everybody that fails will have to reapply for membership here at the church. <laughs> All right. When I do this, that means a clear conscience. A clear conscience. I'm going to say it a couple times, and I'm going to let you say it. Uh, sins washed away. Just listen. Sins washed away, raised from the dead, with a clear conscience to serve the Lord. Sins washed away, raised from the dead with a clear conscience to serve the Lord. Sins washed away, raised from the dead with a clear conscience to serve the Lord. All right, here goes. Hallelujah. You're going to make it to the fourth grade. <laughs> oh, friends. Baptism is an absolutely beautiful thing. I would like for those who are scheduled to be baptized today to join me on stage. You can come up these steps here and stand with me. <clears throat> and I need a handheld mic. Is it here? All right. Come on up here, Cord. Just stand right here. Come on. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. You coming? You wide open, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> this is exciting. All right. Anyone else? All right. You've received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You've heard it's awesome. What we're about to do is just amazing. There you are. <laughs> I thought so. So when I lower you down in the water, we're going to be saying your sins have been washed away. But not just because of the water, but because the blood of Jesus has forgiven you. He took your place on Calvary's cross. And when I bring you up out of the water, we're going to be saying to the whole world that you are a new person in Christ. You've been raised to walk in newness of life. And then to know that from this day forward, that you can serve the Lord with a clear conscience. Now, somebody may bring up something that happened in the past. Oh, I remember what you did. I remember what you said. And by the way, once you have a clear conscience, you don't have to be defensive anymore. You know what you can say? Yeah, that was me. And that was stupid. And I shouldn't have done it. And that was sinful. But that was me. It's not me now. I'm a new person in Christ. He has cleansed my conscience. He has cleansed my conscience. And so what? Tell us who you are. And if you want to say something, you can, but you don't have to. I'm Steve Chance, and uh, I'm ready to walk with the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm Tracy Chance, and I'm ready to walk with the Lord with my husband as a family. Amen. And my new family. <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you heard that last part. She said, I'm ready to walk with my Lord, I mean my husband, uh, and my family, and also with my new family. Amen. I love that. I love that. Charles Nobles. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 You know what? I, I put the mic in front of people to say something. But let me tell you, you're speaking volumes just because you're standing up here. Because you're unashamed of your Lord. Tell us who you are. Elisha Nix. All right. Say it. First name? Elisha. Elisha. All right. Like in the Bible, Elisha. Yes, sir. Yeah. You didn't have a choice, but you were destined to be here. <laughs> you were destined to be here. Amen. 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 Hold on, go ahead. Francis Hyacinth, and I'm ready to walk with the Lord. Amen, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Pray. And it is, it is exciting. Corey Roberts, and praise the Lord. Amen. Corey, you got saved last Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, invited the Lord into your heart? Yes, sir. Yeah, praise the Lord. And baptized, getting baptized today. Man, he looks like a preacher. I mean, <laughs> wow, you look sharp, buddy. Thank you. I'm Hannah Crosby. I don't know what else to say. Oh, come on. <laughs> Take a deep breath. What would you like to say? Well, I'm excited about baptizing you today. And you, you, your eyes are just exploding with excitement right now. So, uh, so amen, amen. All right, here's... I've got some folks that will help you. I want you all to go to the back. See these ladies over here? If you all will just file right off the stage and go to the back and get ready. And I'll join you in just a few minutes, Okay. And we'll go, we'll, we'll do this thing. Now, these are individuals who have made a profession of faith. And they have uh, signed up and they're scheduled for baptism today. But I just believe, I believe God has a way of dealing with our hearts right at the spur of the moment. 
And sometimes things don't have to be planned way out in advance. Did you know that the Bible teaches spontaneous baptism? Uh, when John the Baptist stood on the seashore, on the, the shore of the, of the Jordan, and stood out in the water, he invited people to come in and be baptized. If you're willing to repent of your sins, trust Jesus to forgive you of your sins, come into your heart and save your soul. If you're willing to believe with all of your heart, uh, there's nothing to keep you from being baptized today. In fact, in the Bible, we have a story where one man asked another, and he said, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? And he said, nothing. Nothing if you believe with all of your heart. I just want to ask you, could it be that the Lord put you in this service this morning not so much to see somebody else baptized, even though that's important, but because it's your time? Is the Holy Spirit dealing with you? Would you like to be baptized today? Maybe you've already been saved. Maybe you already know Christ, but you haven't followed the Lord in baptism. Today is the day. You need to do that. We, you, you may be thinking, Pastor, I didn't bring any clothes. We have extra clothing back in the back. We've already taken care of that. We have plenty. It, it, it will be no problem whatsoever. Uh, so if you've already received Christ and you need to be baptized, then it's time. If, you've, if you haven't received Christ, but the Holy Spirit's tugging at your heart, then you should come. You should come. If, if the Holy Spirit is talking to you right now, you should come and we'll pray together and then you'll go to the back and you'll be baptized. So I'm going to wait just for a moment. Is there somebody here who needs to join this group? Is there somebody here who needs to be baptized this morning? I want us to pray. Every, everybody in the house praying, Lord Jesus, uh, send your Holy Spirit. Move upon this service. Woo us and draw us. Uh, Lord, we pray that you'll tug at our hearts. If there's somebody that needs to be saved this morning, let it happen right now. If there's somebody that needs obedience of baptism, let it happen right now. Lord Jesus, move in this service. Speak to our hearts. In Christ's name, amen. Is there somebody who would stand up and say, you know what? I want to be baptized this morning. I've, I've heard the message. Come on. Come on, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just stand here with me just for a second. Someone else. Come on, don't wait on anybody else. I cut my message short this morning so I could be real patient right now. <laughs> See, you have to plan these things. So, uh, anyone else? Tell me your name. Chris. Chris. You came forward a couple Sundays ago, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. All right. Have you asked the Lord to come into your heart? Yes, sir. Yeah. You repented of your sins? Yes, sir. You believe Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. Okay. You, you did that like two Sundays ago, right? Okay, and you want to follow the Lord in baptism? All right, Chris, welcome to the family, man. I'm excited about this. Amen. All right, go back and get ready. All right, one more time. Anyone? All right, you guys. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. 
You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.